0: Welcome to Spot on Safety, the program designed for safety professionals. Spot on Safety is brought to you by iWorkWise, providing safety knowledge when you need it. For more information about iWorkWise, visit us at iWorkWise.com. It's time for Spot on Safety. Episode 29, Walking Surfaces, with your hosts, Amy Does and Dan Smiley. Good morning, Amy.
1: Hey, Dan. How are you?
0: I am great. I'm excited to be back after well, several years of hiatus while we both went and did other things. And now we're back helping to educate people, and I couldn't be more jazzed.
1: Yeah, me too. I feel good about it. It seems like the timing's right, and there's some good new topics to talk about and uh, and good things to reinforce. So we'll yeah. give it our best.
0: Yeah, we get a lot of questions from, from clients, and I think this is a great way to communicate with, with people, to be able to get consistent information across, and it uh, doesn't hurt that it's fun.
1: Yeah, it doesn't hurt. It's pretty fun for us. Hopefully it's okay for everybody else too. I, you know, I think it's a good way to get information because people can listen to it when they need to. They don't have to schedule out their calendar to, uh, you know, take a long class and, and you know, get maybe part of that information is something they need and part of it isn't. And uh, sometimes it always, well, it always seems to take longer than it should. So uh, hopefully we're doing some nice bite-sized pieces of kind of, Providing knowledge when you need it, right? Knowledge what when you need it.
0: That's what it's all about. Yep. So today's topic is going to be walking services. There have been a number of regulation changes. We've got several clients that have asked questions about how to implement these new regulations and what enforcement is going to look like.
1: And so that seemed
0: like a good place to start.
1: Yeah, this is kind of interesting because OSHA had the same rules for walking surfaces for years and years. and. Last year, they did some pretty big, not that big, but there's a few significant items that changed in subpart D um, that are notable. So I think that what we should do is kind of hit the high points of that. It's, it's 1910 subpart D, by the way. So general industry standards kind of apply to, apply to everybody. Um, we should kind of hit the high points of what those changes are, I think, without maybe going through all the regs that existed before that didn't change too much. Um, and maybe hit hit the uh, big items. What do you think, Dan? Yeah,
0: I think that's a great way to go.
1: Okay, so the first one. This is kind of a weird one. It's it's always given me a little bit of heartburn. OSHA and the Maritime Standards a number of years back tried to put this little digger in there too. And and uh, this this rule is about snow and ice. And with walking surfaces, we can all appreciate uh, the need to kind of keep the snow and ice to a minimum so we don't take a digger, right? So we're, we're, you know, on a walking surface, obviously that can be a little bit hazardous, but what they put in is basically that you need to keep walking surfaces free of snow and ice. Well, that's not always possible. So I've been at OSHA offices myself in the winter and got had to get from my car through the parking lot, up the sidewalks and into the building. And I don't think OSHA even keeps things completely free of snow and ice, That seems like it takes a lot more superpower than uh, us humans have. So it's, it's going to be a little problematic, I think, in, in the way that if you had an inspector who was unreasonable, they would have some ability to uh, be unreasonable. So it's not my favorite kind of reg, but uh, it's also obvious why we would want to kind of keep the snow and ice to a minimum. So I think the answer for employers with this change is going to be um, having some added awareness that uh, this is another thing that they need to stay on top of at their facilities and workplaces where they have their employees and they need to, you know, make sure they're getting shoveling done and ice chipping or salting or whatever has to happen to try to keep those walking surfaces as reasonably clear uh, and as safe as possible. So, it's kind of a gotcha in a way with the way the regulation actually got worded, and uh, they have a, a quite a bit more ability to issue citations or or uh, you know levy fines on it, um, and it's it's worded, so there's some room for being unreasonable for sure. so anyway, not my favorite, but uh, but probably good spirit behind it. Well, how does this apply to vessels since OSHA also
0: regulates not just shore-based facilities but vessels? Do I have to have my crew out chipping ice 24 hours a day?
1: Well, yeah, you do. I don't know about 24 hours a day, but, well, you know, Free it of says, snow and ice, Free right? of free. snow and ice, yeah.
0: And it's snowing, and it's yeah. cold. And I'm taking some spray over the bow. <laughs> I'm, I'm icing up. There's ice <laughs> on the deck.
1: They're already out there with baseball bats anyway, right? So they're well, just to keep beating. keep from rolling the, over, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little uh, – yeah. So this will be a challenge and um and uh, you know always with <laughs> with ocean vessels, you know, you have the lawsuit potential because of the Jones Act situation and and up with no workers comp. So people get sued for violating an OSHA rule and here we have this rule that's kind of uh not totally reasonable in the way it's exactly worded. So I think for vessels, yeah, be aware that uh that you kind of can't let it go. If you have an actual accident with it or you have an inspection, you come into town, um, you know, you got a little bit more liability here than you used to.
0: I think, you know, coming from the maritime sector myself, it seemed like a real focus should be uh, I get into the port, I tie up to the dock. I really want to make sure my my decks are clear at this point. I mean, I might be able to put up with some snow and ice on the deck as I'm at sea in various weather conditions, but when that is not the case... This has to be a focus.
1: Yeah. Snow and ice is, you know, a potential condition that could cause injury. So we want to keep it to a minimum no matter where. But, yeah, when you come into the dock, then you start getting into a different category and someone's micro-looking probably.
0: Yeah. And people, not just my crew, are now on board. I've got vendors. I've got contractors. I've got other people coming on board the vessel. So my risk goes up.
1: Yeah, and maybe you're you're backloading, so you're going on decks. You you don't go on that much when you're out at sea, too. So, should be a little added workload here. Just a awareness, probably for uh, vessel captains and whatnot. Uh, try to make sure they have their ship in order. Yeah, Roger that. Okay, so then the uh, the other thing that is fairly significant, I think, is they say in this that stairs must be used if it's possible to provide them for access to one walking surface to another when you are uh, when you have to travel between those those different levels in a regular and routine manner so they're basically stating here a preference for stairs over ladders or over ships ladders and they're saying that if you're installing uh, you know some means of access from one level to another you um, you should install stairs unless you, it's not possible. So I know some employers, you know, they're like, oh, I'd rather have the room. I could put a stair here, but I'd rather have the room. Or they might say, stairs cost more. So I think those decisions are a little bit shakier now. And uh, I think especially as we get older, I've noticed, Dan, you probably haven't. uh, But you know, ladders are harder on your knees. You, they're not as safe as a good set of stairs. And ship's ladders are uh, also probably not as safe as a good set of stairs. So that's rather obvious. And OSHA has promulgated the rule now that says that. And, uh, you know, slapping in a ladder or ship stairs to save some money or something, um, there's a little uh, recourse now to uh, try to get you to provide the safest means of travel and it it does say when the when it's regular and routine travel between levels. So they don't really define that, but um, used to be interpreted before these rule changes as a, somewhere you have to go at least once a day. So uh, something to be aware of on that. Um, there's definitely a preference for stairs now.
0: So that'll change some tip construction over
1: time. Yeah, if you if. Uh, it's not a no-brainer anymore just to put in the, sh- the ship's ladders and stuff. Um, I-, I think on ships, they'll probably be more in leniency because it is so tight generally on how to put things in. But, you know, I see these new vessels with these big holds now. And, you know, you might think, oh, I'm just going to put ladders in because I can have more cargo space in my hold and everything. But you actually do have room for a set of stairs. So, just throwing a twenty or thirty foot ladder in for everyone to climb in and out of all the time um, isn't going to work. Maybe on those new new construction vessels. Oh, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, I think so. So, um, in that theme, let's talk about ships ladders for a minute. So, on ships ladders, uh, they they ships ladders are are ladders. Uh, basically, they're steeper. You know, it's a stairway that's steeper than a normal stairway, and um, what they have said now is that you need to make sure you have a handrail on both sides of those ship's ladders. So, I've seen this actually be an issue. If you think about vessels, uh, and you go up to the wheelhouse, for example, sometimes it's kind of a narrow space, and they'll just put a handrail on one side of that steep ship's ladder, and uh, they've found over time it's much safer to have two rails on the ship's ladders, right? In fact, probably both of us, I don't know about you, Dan, but have you ever slid down just on the handrails? I mean, let's not admit that to OSHA, but, right, uh, without using the treads. It's off the record? Yeah, it's oh, totally hundreds, off the record. Hundreds or even
0: thousands of times.
1: Yeah, so it, if you only had one handrail, it would be hard to do that. But, uh, uh, you know, so, there's some some areas where – You know, like the bulkhead kind of makes up. You're not going to fall off the side of the stairs, so they just provide a handrail on one side. So anyway, bottom line on ship's ladders now is you have got to, starting now or back in January, have a uh, handrail on both sides.
0: But I'm carrying my coffee cup, so I'm only going to use one rail anyway.
1: Well, can't regulate that, can we? No. (laughs) So the second part of the rules on fixed ladders that, that is interesting, um, besides the change from 20 to 24 feet, is that you can't – you're not going to be allowed to install cages anymore on fixed ladders. We're going to
0: see the end of cages. Well, I never really thought that cages were all that effective anyway. I mean, what are you going to do, roll the ship over on its side so that I fall off the ladder and land on the side of the cage? It's just yeah. like a chute to make sure that I fall directly below the ladder.
1: Right. So uh, there's probably people have told me, oh, no, you know, you can lean on them and all that kind of thing. I I don't know. I've never really seen it myself. I probably don't know how to use them. But I think that 99 percent of people probably don't either. So it's pretty uh, suspect all in all. So, yeah, those cages seemed a little
0: goofy, huh? Well, leaning on it. OK, I can understand. But, but then I'm not falling. It's supposed to be for fall <laughs> protection, right? So once my hands and my feet are no longer in contact with the ladder, what good is the cage? Other, yeah, than, other than to make sure that I fall <laughs> straight down.
1: Yeah, or you could like stick oh, your limbs out and try to break them off in some way, you know, on your right. way down. It yeah. sounds bang uncomfortable. Bang your head
0: on the ladder, then the cage, then the ladder, then the cage.
1: Yeah, so there's a little modernization here, right? So they don't want you installing cages after November 19. 2018, so next year is about a year from now. Um, you will no longer be allowed to install a cage on a fixed ladder. So that's a big change.
0: But they've got to replace it with something, right? The, there was a there was an attempt to prevent you from falling. What's going to prevent me from falling now?
1: Yeah. So now what uh, they they have is kind of a they call them ladder safety systems or uh, it's kind of a personal fall arrest system, and they it's an engineered system. You wouldn't want to necessarily do it yourself because on these fall things, you've got to guarantee a certain strength in engineering. Um, but they they have some really Skookum commercially available uh, ladder safety systems that consist of kind of an engineered system where they, they uh, bolt onto your ladder at the top and the bottom, and they have a cable running down the center of the ladder. Um, that's the most common way to do it and then you wear a fall protection harness but most people's fall protection harnesses don't have the front d-ring right now that would be required to attach you to this cable running down the front of the ladder so there's you know you're going to need harnesses with a front kind of chest d-ring to ride up and down this cable and then there's this little device kind of it's like a seatbelt in the way that you know if you if you fall it catches you Um, but it's supposed to ride up and down this cable without needing your hands involved. So you have your hands freed up for climbing, and uh, you're connected at your chest to this cable that goes up and down the ladder. So now if you actually fall, it stops you. Well,
0: that seems like it makes really good sense. So so I'm using basically a standard fall arrest harness, only I need a D-ring on the chest. So I might have to purchase a new harness if I don't already have that. You probably will. Right. And then then I install a cable, which is manufactured, right? So that doesn't seem like it's super difficult to do. It's going to run right down the center of the ladder, you said?
1: Yeah right, yeah. right down the center of the ladder. I think they might make some on the side. You know, I like the center ones myself for ease, but... Um, There's some rail systems where it's not a cable, but it's some kind of rail. You know, those are uh, the best ones I've seen are just a stainless cable right up the center. And I think they're cheaper than cages. And, uh, you know, it's obviously seems obvious that it's going to be a little bit safer. So at the any new ladders, fixed ladders that extend more than 24 feet um, that you install after November 19, 2018, has to have this kind of system. So how about the ones that are in existence already, right? Yeah. So there's always this grandfathering. Well it's a kind of a phase in period. So if you modify the ladder or replace a section of it, you've got to uh use that fall that ladder safety system on that section, which is kind of you know, maybe you're gonna do the whole thing probably, right? From well, what most choice people do you we have. Were, oh, what? i
0: replaced four rungs. I'm gonna put in <laughs> five feet yeah. of fall protection. Yeah, right. On my twenty-four foot ladder, but <laughs> as you're
1: climbing, you switch, right? So, right. yeah. So anyway, if you modify the ladder, then you got to be looking at this, and that's effective November of 2018 as well. So any t- any modifications done after November 18 tw- or November 19, 2018, uh, will require you to install these systems. So you're going to be phasing them in, basically, and then they have a total phase in where cages will not be allowed at all. And I think the year is. 2036.
0: So I'll, I'll have to remove existing cages if, I, if yep. I've if i made it that far without modifying my ladders in the process, yep. and I still have a cage at that point, I'll have to cut them off and install my fall arrest system.
1: Yes. So cages will be banned effectively in the workplace from, from that point. So um, new ladders, you've got to have them as of next November. Uh, modified ladders, you've got to have it uh when the modification happens anytime after next November and cages will not be allowed after 2036 well
0: frankly i i think this is a, a great idea because the statistics for fall injuries and deaths top osha's fatality ratings year after year after year
1: yeah they're a big cause they're, they're falls are a big cause of w- injuries in the workplace so, it, you know, it makes sense that they're paying attention to this. So they've they've dealt with the slipping and sliding on snow and ice as best they can. They've dealt with chips ladders, you know, trying to make sure that, uh, you're not overusing them. Uh, and you're putting stairs in where people need them. And then uh, making sure you have handrails on each side. And now they've dealt with this fixed ladder issue and this cage issue, um, which is, you know, all of these things probably needed to be dealt with. So that they... Anyway, subpart D, there there are new changes. Uh, can't can't you can argue with some of the details, but uh, probably makes sense. Excellent. Well, thanks for bringing that to our
0: attention. Is there anything else?
1: No, I think that's kind of a good overview, kind of the high points. I guess I would I would say that uh, as usual, you should look in subpart D yourself. So OSHA.gov and uh, regulation 1910 General Industry. And then you look under subpart D, I think it starts out at 1910.22 for the numbers, maybe two, one. can Can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, right in that area. And then you should look at some of those yourself. And as always, if you are building a ladder, a set of stairs or a ship's ladder, I have to warn you that there are a whole lot of real specific requirements. The width, the tread uh, depth, the riser height Uh, where your grab rails need to be on a ladder, how far your rungs need to be off of obstructions. All of that is highly regulated and there are diagrams in subpart D and there are an extensive number of rules. So, um, you should not let anyone in your facility build a ladder or a set of stairs without reading through subpart D or chances are they won't be right.
0: Well, that is really good advice. So thank you for that. I think this concludes this episode of Spot on Safety. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Great. Thanks, Dan. Good to
1: be back. Thank
0: you for joining us for another episode of Spot on Safety. If you would like to ask a question or leave a comment, you can email us. The address is Safety at myworkwise.com.